Hey, survivors. You are listening to the Survival Brothers Podcast. We're two brothers trying to help each other prepare for an uncertain future. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 45 of the Survival Brothers Podcast. My name is Ethan, and I'm with my older brother, Blair. How you doing, Blair? I'm good, man. How's it going? It's going good. You see, uh, see the debates a couple nights ago? I had it on in the background. I wasn't paying that much attention to it, but I, I could just hear all the interruptions and the <laughs> yelling. And Yeah, I, I got through about 15 or 20 minutes of it, and uh, I was like, oh, that's enough. I've seen enough. Yeah, it's it's hard to to watch stuff like that when people are just both both people are being such idiots. Yeah, just uh, definitely hard to watch. Uh, but yeah, we want to apologize. We missed uh, last week. Just kind of had a lot going on, but uh, we are back and we have a kind of a mailbag episode for you guys today. Uh, but uh, anything exciting going on in your life, Blair? Um, I found out I'm COVID free. Unlike, oh, the president. You, unlike the president, you actually had a test. Yeah, I had to take a test uh, at my job. They told me that someone at my job got COVID and I had um, been around. They don't tell you, they won't tell me who it was that got it, but um, there was like two people that got it and I'd been around them. And so I had to go take a test and go into quarantine for a couple days. And uh, Was it, uh, did they do antibody tests or just like the active if you were actively uh, sick or not sick. I don't know. I just, I had to spit in this little vial hmm. and um, then they told me the next day I was good to go. All right. Well, I don't know much about uh, the tests and stuff, but uh, I'm sure at least it was the active, active uh, virus, but yeah, Trump getting it uh, just we're recording just recently after it was announced that he's been admitted to Walter Reed for a day or two. So we don't know. Uh, it still looks like, or the reports are saying it's still just a mild, uh, fever, but just, they're just precautionary, but that'll be interesting to follow up on and see how that affects the yeah, country and the election. That kind of brings up an interesting question. Do you think, um, if Trump were to die of COVID, do you think that would calm things down in the country right now? Or do you think it would like lead to more unrest? Uh, well, unfortunately, I think it would cause a lot of people to be happy. And while Trump, I'm not Trump's biggest fan, I definitely don't want him dead. Uh, but a lot of people would be super happy about that. There might be celebrations in the streets instead of riots in the streets. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I think overall, I think the risk of riot would be low. I mean, I guess depending on... I don't know if Mike Pence would can, would be able to run in his place. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's no precedent for this, but uh, yeah, yeah, I can't think, I can't think of anyone that the party would would rally around besides Pence. I mean, he's already kind of there. Yeah, and I wonder if there would be if he would be, I know like it would be too late for some random person to get on all the ballots, but I guess if you're part of the, if you become the Republican nominee, well, and aren't there already by ballots out? People are already yeah. mailing yeah. in the ballots and stuff. So yeah, that would be, this would be really interesting. Uh, again, he's, I think it's got a 99% survival rate, even in his age group. So 
he is probably going to be fine. But yeah, that would be a a lot of interesting things. Even if he got really sick for a while and couldn't, you know, there's uh, couldn't act as president. I don't know. But, be interesting for sure. Yeah, I think it just give. I think that's the only chance that Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian nominee, has, and that even then it would be very slim. True, true. But, uh, we actually, so we're doing a mailbag question. We actually have a question. One of them is kind of about the election. Do you want me to go ahead and jump into that? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So this is from Lisa B, and she said. Uh, I'm worried about the upcoming election. I keep hearing about possible unrest and rioting. Is there anything you are doing to prepare for the election? So in this scenario, obviously Trump would be fine and he's uh, back to normal, back to campaigning. Um, but yeah, I think because of all the rioting that's already been happening, I, th- I think there's a really good chance of, I mean, there was rioting when he got elected. There was rioting in like Portland and Seattle when he got elected the first time. So if he gets reelected, there's definitely rioting. But is there anything you're doing special to prepare for that, Blair? Um, I Not really. It's, it's hard during COVID because I think one of the best things you could do is just to, to try and um, build good relationships with people around you um, in order to have you know, allies and people to team up with. But it's, it's hard during the, the virus because um, people don't want to, you know, hang out. They don't want to get too close. Um, I'm really glad you're moving here because that's, I don't know, you know, I, I inherently trust you and um, I think we'd be good to, to team up with each other. Yeah. But, yeah. Being close to, family and being close. Yeah. If you're, if you're in an area, my guess, if you're, especially if you know, you probably have a good idea of areas that are going to be more dangerous than others based on the last three, four months of rioting, it'd probably be in those similar type areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you know you're in that area and you know, you're kind of in a danger zone, I would make plans to uh, try to leave the area for a week or two. Um, you know, see if you've got family that's not in town. Or Here's, the Here's the thing with that, though. It might not be just like a week or two process. Like if there's a contested election and it's not a clear who won right away, there could be like weeks or even months of unrest and um, people on both sides accusing the other side of, um, you know, monkeying with the election. And so it might be kind of a long slog before we um, have a clear winner. Yeah, this kind of election, along with COVID uh, and all the mail-in ballots and all this could be uh, annoying at the least. Um, But yeah, well, I'm not sure what else you can really do besides just keep watch of the area and, you know, have your basic preps at least ready to go. Keep uh, in mind like some of the stuff that was flying off the shelves when COVID started, and I would probably make sure you have good stocks of those. So stuff like toilet paper, um, bottled water, um, 
basic staples, meat, make sure your freezer's full of the, the meat, meat or food that you eat. Um, I remember peanut butter was like kind of almost gone from the shelves. So canned food, stuff like that. I would, I would start buying extras of that before the election. Do you think there's supply chain issues that could happen or what, uh, what would cause that if it's just a, uh, if it's just an election result that people don't like, um, why the people react badly uh, and panicky like we saw just recently. And, um, like there wasn't really a reason for the toilet paper shortage. Right. But people went and, and did it anyway. Yeah. So it's better to have what you need before people start panicking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, I would just really keep an eye on the news, especially. And, uh, you know, if you, you know, most or a lot of communities have like a Facebook page now too. like keep an eye on, you know, if you're kind of close, but not that close, but, you know, you could go to your city's, uh, like Facebook community page where people just post, you know, random complaints about city things, uh, and maybe keep an eye on that and make sure nothing's coming your way. Yeah. I'd, I'd take a look at some maps of your area and find different routes like to and from work and home, uh, just to try and avoid like downtown areas. So if you, you know, work downtown or work close to one of these areas, I would start looking at alternate routes um, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. There's, yeah, it's hard to prepare for something like this just cause I, you know, I just don't really know what could happen, but I guess worst case scenario is a civil war uh, of some kind, but that's, that doesn't seem that likely. Yeah, there's a lot of people talking about civil war lately, and I think, I think we might get pockets of civil war here and there. I don't think there'll be like a, a general, um, like a full scale, full scale. Yeah, with two sides, and I mean, I think it'll just be like pockets of it here and there. Yeah. Well, let's move to uh, the next question, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this ni- this uh, name right but this is uh josu josu it's Josue. Josue. Josue, yeah okay uh it says hey there been listening to the podcast for a few days now at work and i'm currently on episode 16 loving all of it i've got a question about an ar-15 i bought a few months back it's where am i sorry uh it's dpms it's a DPMS Oracle and I'd love to get a new handguard for it. And uh, it made me start thinking about barrel length for a home defense and possibly for light hunting. What would be a good barrel length and are five, five, six, two, two, three viable calibers for hunting medium game. Uh, also awesome to hear y'all, y'all talk about Idaho moved here a few years back from California. Ew. And have loved every second of it. Thanks for that question. Yeah, well, this is a, uh... So I guess we got different parts to this question, different answers. Um, I'll kind of talk. I, I wrote him back and, and just sent him a message with uh, like a partial answer. But then the more I thought of it, the more I thought there's, there's more I could talk about. Um, so let's see. The first question is, uh, 
what like what barrel length would be best for um, home defense and light hunting. Um, so I'm going to assume it's a rifle already, so you can't really go less than 16 inches. Um, just legally, you're not allowed to. Right. Um, you can you can actually go 14 and a half with a pinned and welded uh, muzzle device that makes the overall length. Uh, 16 inches so i'd probably do that just go as short as possible um if you're thinking about buying a new one and you're asking me what's what's a good barrel length for home defense i like 11 and a half or 12 inch or 12 and a half inch barrels i like something shorter something more maneuverable uh, easier to handle um just especially for home defense you you don't need you know super long barrel or anything Makes sense. Um, but you're kind of stuck if I mean if you already bought a rifle and not a, a pistol, you're kind of stuck with a 16 inch barrel or or around there. Um, let's see. He, next next question. He says, "Are 5.56 and 2.23 viable calibers for hunting medium game?" So I assume you mean like small deer or medium sized deer. Um, I would say yes, they are vi- viable calibers, but you have to check with your state regulations because some fishing game regulations will stipulate, you know, the, the smallest caliber you're allowed to use for like deer. Um, so check with your, your fishing game regulations, but yeah, I think it is viable for hunting medium sized game with the right ammo. Bureaucracy, bureaucracy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I could see why they do it because you, you want to be ethical when you hunt. You don't want to just wound an animal and have it run off. But, I mean, you could do that with any any caliber if you're not a good shot. So shot placement is key. Yeah, make sure it's sighted in and you've practiced. Yeah. Yeah, so I recommended if he's going to, whether it's for hunting or home defense, a good round to use would be something like a, a bonded soft point. Um, a lot of them are specifically made for hunting. The packaging will... We'll have like a, a deer on it or something like that. Um, so look for a bonded soft point or um, something like a solid copper, uh, something like a Barnes TSX solid copper bullet. Those those have been proven to be really good. Cool. Um, uh, this question, or do you have more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is is the rifle. He says he's got a DPMS Oracle. Okay. Um, I would think about upgrading some of the parts to that, just because it's it's kind of a budget rifle. I think they go for like five or six hundred dollars. Um, and the lower receiver, I, I would guess, is probably good to go. Um, but I would upgrade some of the parts in there, like especially the bolt. I would upgrade to a higher quality bolt from a company like Bravo Company Manufacturing. Or, um, I don't know, Daniel Defense, something like that. Just get yourself a higher quality bolt and bolt carrier. You're probably going to end up spending $100, $150. But there's, you know, a much less, much less chance that you're going to have, have problems with it as you shoot it. And then the second thing I'd upgrade is to get a, a heavier buffer. I'm, I'm kind of assuming you have a, uh, a carbine length gas system. And this might be kind of 
speaking Greek. Um, so just just take my word for it. If you if you have a carbine length gas system like that, you should probably invest in a heavier buffer. Um, I don't know if I want to actually go into all the reasons why in this episode. I think we've we talked a little bit about it on our previous episode on AR-15s, but definitely if you have kind of a lower lower tier or lower quality AR from one of these makers like DPMS or Smith and Wesson. Um, I would definitely upgrade the bolt and bolt carrier and get a heavier buffer. So I'll just leave it at that. Cool. So that kind of, uh, it's related to the next question that we have. Uh, and this is Mike S he says, hi guys, I'm a college student making barely more than minimum wage. I have a Ruger LCR that I carry every day, but I want to get an AR 15 for, or something for home defense. What can I get for $400? Thanks for the podcast. I'm catching up on episodes. So based on kind of what you just said, $400 sounds like it might be a little, or not quite enough. Yeah, you could, you could find one for $400, um, but it's probably going to be low quality. Like I said, you're going to want to spend some money on upgrades and then you're not going to have much left over for anything like extra magazines, ammo. Um, you're definitely going to want a flashlight uh, to mount on the, the weapon so you can see what you're, you're looking at. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the bare minimum. You need a, a flashlight and hopefully the, the, the gun comes with sights, but you don't necessarily need to upgrade the sights, but definitely a white light and um, a sling would be good to have too. So if your budget's 400, you just, you're going to get a pretty low quality weapon to begin with. So I would look at getting a shotgun instead of an AR. Okay. For home defense specifically? Yeah, for home defense specifically. Um, you can get a Mossberg Maverick. At least you could before the the uh, the pandemic. You could get a Mossberg Maverick 88 for about $200. And that's a, a 12-gauge shotgun. Um, good quality. Uh, it's It's got most of the same parts as like their... their uh, their upgraded uh, model, the fi- Mossberg 500. So yeah, take a look at that. You could also get a Mossberg 500 for at least before the pandemic. I don't know about now, like a little over 300, 300, 350. So with that, you'll still have a little bit of money left over to buy a flashlight to mount on there. And um, some yeah. ammo. Yeah. I think a shotgun is my next uh, weapon purchase or gun purchase yeah and i think that will round most for the most part round out my uh my guns uh have everything i need and then anything else that i get in the future would just be for fun are you wanting a shotgun for more of the hunting stuff since you already have like an ar for home defense or do you think yeah i think it's i think having a shotgun is um yeah in a survival situation where uh, yeah, hunting small game or birds or, or something like that would be good to have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'd be good just because I know you can still find shotgun ammo right now. Like when I go to the store, you know, they're all out of nine millimeter. They're all out of, um, five, five, six, but there's still shotgun ammo. Yeah. You'd think ammo companies would be, you know, they would have started 
preparing for uh, the election season last year and uh, would have been pumping out a lot more ammo, but uh, guess not. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fail. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, they might have had the plan in, but uh, COVID might have shut them down for a while. But uh, yeah, it's crazy how it's just empty shelves. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, you, you might also have a problem finding like defensive ammo for a shotgun. I think most of what I'm seeing is like just like the clay pigeon stuff and the hunting stuff. Um, and definitely if you have a shotgun, you're definitely going to need something like buckshot or a slug. Like birdshot isn't going to do it for defense. Yeah. That's uh, good to think about too. Yeah. Um, so our last question is uh, it's kind of fun. We got this one up via email. Uh, and you can email us questions if you want at survivalbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. And Jason says, are throwing knives a good a good for self-defense? I think he meant, are throwing knives good for self-defense? Uh, what do you think of that, that, Blair? What do you think? I'll let you take a stab at it. I would guess that they're, well, it's, it wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, I think... I would rather have, if I was going to have something like that, if say, say you're listening in a country where guns are a lot harder to get to, um, you know, a lot of countries don't have the same gun freedoms that uh, America has. So if you're in like Australia or the UK or, or something like that, I would try to get like a, I'd probably try to get like a tomahawk before I got throwing knives. Uh, if you wanted like a, some kind of distance, something that you were throwing, I guess. Uh, and you'd probably want to practice really good. Um, but yeah, I would go with a Tomahawk before throwing knives. What do you think? Yeah, you, you pretty much read my mind. I mean, I've, I've done a fair bit of knife. I've done a fair bit of knife throwing and like you get a knife to stick in like a wood target and it goes in like half an inch or an inch maybe. And, um, I don't know. I just don't think that's going to very reliably stop anyone unless you're such a good aim that you just like, you know, hit them in the face or something. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. What about throwing stars, bro? Ninja stars. Ninja stars. That's yeah. Different. Yeah. Nin- no, ninja stars are at the bomb. Yeah. So, I think- so even like the Tomahawk thing though, unless you've got like another weapon, like you throw that Tomahawk, you're like, now you don't have a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless you got something else in reserve. Yeah, that would be, uh, that's true. But yeah, Tomahawks are a lot easier to, to do damage with than a knife. It's like, even if you miss, you, it's like a big heavy piece of metal that's hitting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If you maybe two Tomahawks, throw one and then just charge with the other one. Okay. I like that. I like that idea. Or like, uh, have you seen the walking dead? You've seen the walking dead. Uh, the, the sword that, uh, Michonne has samurai sword. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe that's before Tomahawk. If you can't get a gun. What about for like concealed carry? What's you want like a distance weapon or something like other than a firearm for concealed carry? Um, 
I mean, yeah, slingshot would be hard to, I mean, you'd, you'd have to practice really a lot and practice getting it up and ready in a self-defense situation doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but just for fun thinking, yeah, I would conceal. I would probably just have a couple knives for close, close quarter self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. I would look at something like a collapsible baton that gives you like oh, yeah. an extra foot and a half, two feet to keep people away from you. That's true. Have you ever had to use that at work? I have not. No. Have you ever, you've never even pulled it out? I have never even pulled out a collapsible baton. Man. Could you conceal a, a taser? Yeah. Yeah, I think you could. Tasers don't always work, though. Um, I just saw this video. It was in Chicago. It was crazy. There's like two officers, and um, the female officer, I think, tased this guy with a, like a big butcher knife. And she um, she tased him, and the guy like, it shocks him. He like, he falls on the ground, but then he gets up and comes after her with a knife. And I don't think she had enough presence of mind to like switch, to like drop the taser and grab her gun or switch hands or something because the guy came up and started stabbing her with this huge knife. Holy crap. And, like, the other officer had to like, uh, shoot the guy a bunch of times and they shot him like a bunch of times and he kept going. It was, it was crazy. You got to look it up. Yeah. I don't know if I want to, but, uh, I'll, I might just take your word for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Would So would you rather have, well, first of all, I I don't even know if this might sound like a dumb question, but can civilians buy tasers? Yeah. Okay. I figured they probably could if they can buy guns, but uh, would you rather have a taser or like a collapsible baton if you were not able to have a gun? A collapsible baton, I think. Yeah, I've just seen, I've seen tasers fail too many times. Um, especially in the winter time when people are wearing heavy clothes, it's just, it's, uh, kind of useless almost. Yeah. No, it's and after it's, seeing that guy get up after being tased, like after that, you're kind of out of options. Yeah. And make sure you learn, try to learn some self-defense, at least basic self-defense where you can fend off somebody if they've, if they don't have a weapon and they're attacking you. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And uh, be in good shape if you can, because that makes a difference too. That's a big one, yeah. So you can just run away from people who are trying to hurt you if they don't have a gun, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that was kind of a shorter episode. Yeah. If you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to us on uh, Twitter, which is at Pod. You can follow us there, and our DMs are open. And uh, Instagram is, uh, I think it's at Survival Brothers Podcast. That's right. Yeah, correct. Uh, so we, you can send us a message there, or you can, like I said, send us an email at survivalbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will be happy to answer it on our next uh, mailbag question. Uh, we'll, pro- well, we'll send you a message back with an answer uh, as soon as we can but then we'll also discuss it on the podcast. Yeah. We also have a Patreon. It's a patreon.com forward slash survival brothers podcast. Um, if you've got 75 cents 
an episode you'd like to send our way, we'd appreciate it. It adds up to $3 a month and I'm putting stuff on there pretty frequently. I'm going to start adding um, some fiction that I've been writing on there. So if you would like to read some kind of survivalist fiction, um, I'm hoping to get that on there within a couple weeks. I've got like a short story I've been writing. Um, so check out our Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they for us. I've got a prepper product of the week first. And I keep I've done that I think twice now. Skipped over the uh, a portion of the ending. My bad. It's all good. It's all good. This is a pretty cool product. Um, it's called a Neo Mag, N E O M A G. It's a little magnetic clip for your extra magazine. Um, so you can just clip it to your pocket instead of. Uh, like having a belt pouch or or having it just kind of like sit in the bottom of your pocket. So um, you clip it onto your magazine and then you, you can just kind of slide it in the top of your pocket, whether it's like your back pocket or your front pocket uh, or even like your waistband. And then you just pull the mag out and the, the clip will fall off and you can uh, reload your gun. Cool. I got um, one for my revolver, actually. They've got one that holds a speed strip, which is like a little rubber strip that holds five or six rounds of ammo for your revolver. Yeah. And it's just cool. Cause the, my little speed strip doesn't, it's not hit, like down in the bottom of my pocket. So I don't have to like reach down and fish it out. It's like clipped to my pocket. So. Yeah. That's a uh, nice, good product and uh, good to know and good to have. Yeah. Um, Liberty quote. This one's short and sweet from Thomas Jefferson. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's good talking to you, bro. Yeah. Good talk to you. Good talking to you. Make sure you, uh, stay safe out there and make sure you are, uh, paying attention to what's going on. And hopefully we have a smooth election. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Yeah, take nothing for granted.